Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon. And today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which means, of course, from seed to cup, there are no middlemen. Please go check them out at myalmacoffee.com and go visit their roastery cafe at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway in Canton. Ask for Leticia or Harry and tell them that Stone sent you a little extra bonus promotion for these guys. I was telling our guest today that one of the first things I would do after the intro music queued up is do a live read, what we call a live read for Alma Coffee. I began to ask her if she uh, if she knew about those guys, and she immediately said, oh, I love that coffee. We love the guy. I just had coffee today. So uh, uh, the Cherokee Business Radio crew is not the only fan base for the, the work that Harry and Leticia and family are doing out there. So uh, please support them. Go check them out. All right. You guys are in for a real treat. First up on Cherokee Business Radio today, it is my distinct pleasure to introduce with Alpha and Omega Automotive, Miss Lori Kennedy, how are you? Hi, Stone. I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Well, it's absolutely our pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for some time. Uh, we had to do a little juggling to work it out. Uh, normally, Cherokee Business Radio broadcasts live on Tuesday mornings, but uh, you, you were out playing for a few days, <laughs> and yep. you're busy when you're not out playing. And uh, I'm so glad that we that we got it that we got it worked out. I know there's a very specific event that we want to make sure that we let our folks know about here in a little while, but before we go there and before we dive too deep, um, could you share just a little bit about um, the, the, the organization and what you're really trying to, to do for folks and why? Okay, absolutely, yes. Um, my husband and I, we, uh, just as a side note, have been married 31 years. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. thanks. Uh, but we, he's always worked in automotive. His dad uh, had a repair shop out of their, you know, their home and, and around where he lived. And so from the age of eight, he would go to work on, you know, Saturdays or whatever with his dad. And so he has mm. always worked on cars. And so at one point he decided that he wanted to do that for himself. And uh, we were part of a good year for a while, but ultimately in 2001, he opened Alpha and Omega Automotive and his first location. And then in 2006, we opened a second location. And so we've been in business as Alpha and Omega Automotive since 2001. So it might work out, right? <laughs> Seeing as how we're now in 2021, you guys might have this thing kind of figured out. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing it 20 years. And then, of course, well, I'm not going to tell you how old he is, but if we've been married 31, you know, he's been on, he's been working on cars for a, a little while. Yeah. So uh, when you made the shift from the, from the uh, being affiliated with Goodyear, kind of into totally going, was that, uh, did it feel risky? Was it scary? Were you both just ready? What was, what, what do you remember? What, what were things like when you were making that decision? Yeah, it was absolutely scary. Mm. We had a partner and uh, my husband just wanted to be his own boss because uh, even with a partner, there's, you know, still things that, that you have to work out and figure out. Sure. And it's uh, another marriage. Yeah, it right? is. It is. And, and, in that case, it wasn't necessarily a healthy marriage. So he decided he wanted to go out on his own. And so, um, we actually, interestingly enough, 
uh, he kept working as a mechanic while we owned the shop and hired people over there. So we were paying part of his paycheck to pay people for working over there Mm -hmm. because we just didn't have the clientele yet to... To really, uh, you know, we had to build that from scratch. And you didn't have this big treasure chest of working capital back in the closet either, right? <laughs> no, we truly started this company, uh, you know, from ground up. We didn't have loans or anything. We went and bought lifts that were used from places that had closed down. And mm. we started it totally from scratch. And he would go at night and he would, you know, finish up things. And I would go, I would... On my, I was full. I worked full time as well, so my my salary was helping pay our bills. Yeah. And when I uh, got off work, I would go and balance the checkbook or write checks for the day. Like it was, <laughs> it was a lot. And our kids were young then too, but we, you know, paid the dues, and we've been doing it for a long time. And uh, we're grateful to serve our community. Uh, we've been in Woodstock. Our kids went to Sequoia, yeah. and so we've been in Woodstock for years. And we're family owned, locally owned, and. Uh, you know, we just are here to, we're living here, you know, we have to, we have to face you tomorrow too. And so we want to do right. everything the right way. <laughs> yeah. You work on a person's car. You might see them at, at Ips or at one of the restaurants or something tomorrow, right? Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So we want customers for life. They're really part of our extended family. Uh, so going back again, I'm always fascinated in the, at the, in the early stages of an entrepreneurial journey. And I think many of our listeners are as well. Was there a sign, a set of signs, a, a catalytic event, anything that you kind of said to each other, okay, honey, we've, we, we've, we've made it. We're, this is, this is going to work. Was there like a, was it a, a, re, a point of revenue? Was it a kind of a, just a, a, a breathing point? Like how did you, how did you, or, or, or are you still like, I don't know if we're going to make it yet or not? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Stone. I feel like it is kind of a journey. I mean, mm. I think we just kind of settle into where we are. Right. And I think that if you ever sit back and think that you've made it, then that's exactly when you won't. Ouch. Wow, that's good counsel right there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, husband and wife team running this business. Um, I don't know how much you have a wrench in your hand. I assume there's some division of, of labor here. Can you speak to that a little bit? Uh, I, I want to know about the division of labor, but more importantly, I want to know about the, uh, the, the process for arriving at the division of, of labor. Well, we haven't killed each other yet, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, that's always positive. I actually have worked in another industry uh, for years, and he's run this 100% on his own. Oh, wow. And then when COVID hit... I was in live events, so that obviously changed my Game life. Game over, or at least for a while, right? Right, right. Aye, aye, aye. And so I just jumped in and started helping. And we're still trying to really figure out, like, I know I can't even screw in a light bulb, so we know that the mechanic <laughs> stuff is all his. Right. But I just tend to uh, look at things a little differently than he does uh, in reference to uh, just the marketing side, the advertising yeah. side is something that he's always wanted to do, but hasn't had the time really to sure. tackle that because he's, he's really a hands-on let's fix this. And so I've been able to just strategically take e- take apart each part of the business and make sure that we're doing things as wise as possible. But most of my uh, input has to do with uh, computer administratively, that sort of thing. Like I'm helping with you know, accounting and HR and advertising and marketing and that side of it 
more so than he's, you know, still pulling an engine out of a car because that's just what makes him alive. Right. Sounds to me like you're pulling more than your weight. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, I'm sure he feels the same way. It's just been amazing because it's, you know, it's been a little over a year now, but we're really starting to see some differences from, uh, from, you know, just a different side of the business being focused on. Right. Uh, one of the main, one of the really amazing things we did was just change our, our point of sale system. Mm-hmm. And it, we went to a, a a system that's on the cloud where we can log in and we can just manage our business better and we can right. communicate with our customers better. And so that's been so amazingly helpful, but it just takes a while for all that stuff to show up. So how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for, I'm from the training consulting world where I'm selling something that doesn't really quite exist. And then we go back to the shop and build it. It just seems like a very different world than the one I came from. So I'm curious how the whole sales and marketing thing works for a business like yours, like how you get the new customers? Um, well, let's see. I have no idea because I am <laughs> not a marketing expert. I am right? just learning it as I go, but we've been focusing on social, social media. Uh-huh. Uh, we obviously, the main mm. way that we keep business is to keep our customers happy. Like that's our goal is to keep the customers we currently have happy and the least expensive way to get more customers is to have them tell others about it. There's a pro tip, do good work. (laughs) Good work is a great sales tool, right? Yeah. I mean, that's our goal. I mean, obviously we have people employed with us that we're all human. And so we're going to make mistakes at times, but but ultimately, we're, we're going to stand behind our work. We're going to fix our mistakes. And we're going to uh, try to provide you the best services possible. Uh, we do try to communicate with our customers in such a way that uh, we give them a way to plan. Uh, these things you, you need to get done today or you're oh. not going to stop at the next light. You know, <clears throat> get your brakes done today or, or it's going to be a problem. But, you know... You're about at 100,000 miles, so you may need to get this done in three to six months. You may need to look at this in about nine months to a year. So we try to give them kind of an action plan. See, now, I would find that meaningful. Um, I I don't drive expensive cars. Uh, I drive a 2003 F-150, and one of the reasons is I like to hunt and fish. I know I'm starting to hear a little squeak. I know that before hunting season gets cranked, and I don't drive it much. I live a mile from the studio now. But before I drive down to Tallahassee and spend some time with my brother and hunt and fish, I know, you know, we got to get the oil changed. we got to get things. But if, but if I could go in and if someone were willing to spend the time with me and say, okay, Stone, you don't have to do all this today, um, but if you, if you want to get ready for October, you know, here's what, here's what you need to do. I personally, I would find that incredibly valuable because I don't know the first, I don't know anything about it, and I need somebody I can trust, but I also, I, I would really like to have that plan you're describing. Yeah, I, well, we're still, I'm still kind of trying to get everybody on board to think yeah. like I do, and, you know, help so that we can do that. That's our goal. I don't know right. that we're doing it 100% right now, but that's what we want but to do. But I love do. that it's the intent, and I love that, you know, that, that's fair. So for whatever, you know, one potential, because I think I'm in your demographic, and I live right here mm-hmm. in Woodstock. I have two tools at home. Telephone and a checkbook. Um, you know, I'm not a handy person. I think I'm your. I think I'm your potential client base, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mm. just. I think I feel like if you have a car that has that's not no longer under factory warranty or mm-hmm. dealer warranty, that 
generally speaking, you should plan on a certain amount that you set aside for repairs each month, just like you would a car payment. Like you've chosen to not have a car payment, which is amazing, but to have an expectation of no repairs is not reasonable. Um, I do think that we are not like, I would love for us to be Chick-fil-A in reference to everybody who comes in is always happy. But when people come in, they're not necessarily (laughs) excited to be there. And so even if we provide Chick-fil-A type service to you, that doesn't mean that you're happy that your car is not working. So I think our people have to overcome uh, people, customers coming in that are already unhappy and I think that makes it harder for us, you know? Well, I'll bet it does. I'll bet it does. All right, so as this thing evolved and it grew, and I know that you were working part-time uh, probably during uh, this shift, or maybe not, I'll, so I'll just ask instead of making assumptions here. But another inflection point for your business is you had the thing in Marietta, and then you opened a second shop. Talk about that transition a little bit and what prompted that. And My husband is, he's an amazing man, but he is always, he's forward-looking, and he always... I just help him follow his dreams because if we were to go to Vegas, I would be paying, playing the penny slots and he would be challenging me to play the quarter slots. I don't know. I don't think either of us are really gamblers, but he's always been more high risk than I have. And he's Mm -hmm. always pushed me to do my best, but I've always tried to stand behind him wanting to move forward. So that was something he did at the time I was working full time. I was working in home building because it was before the market crashed. Uh And so I was working full time. And so again, we went back to my salary paying our bills while we built a business from nothing. And he did not take, you know, a salary at the time because we couldn't afford it yet. Right. So what do you find the most rewarding? What what are you enjoying the most at, at this point? I think my personality style is the kind that likes to create things and get them running and then let people take them from there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always thinking about the next project that I can put together and get off the ground and then give it to somebody to let them run with it. And so uh, that's kind of how I operate. And so the fun thing for me has been to start seeing people come in that I know are coming in because of something that I was part of, whether it be going to the Woodstock Business Club on a Thursday morning or whether it be a advertising campaign that somebody said they came in because they saw that somewhere. You know, whatever that is, it makes me happy to know that I've created something that's now happening and I don't know. I'm just always looking for the next thing. So I just take each piece of the business and look at it and see if, you know, it's most effective. I would think that a, that a very important part of that whole equation would be the people that you recruit and develop and work so hard to, to keep so that you could, so that they can kind of take the, the mantle or take the ball and run with it. Uh, talk a little bit, if you would, about this, uh, your approach and, and your, your thoughts, your observations, your um, joys and concerns, as we say in church, <laughs> about uh, people, getting people and, and leading people. What's, what's that been like for you? Um, well, I haven't, I mean, I've led tons of people not in automotive before. So this is all new for me. And I feel sorry for our guys because they're trying to figure out like, okay, he tells us 
you know, he, my husband, tells us something, and then she comes along and tells us either the same thing again, hello, do we need to really hear this twice, or something different now, what do I do? So he and I are still trying to figure out, like, Mm. you know, what he communicates with them about and what I communicate with them about. But I will say the good thing about it is we are a family-owned business, and they definitely feel like they're part of the family. All right, dad came and did something, and now here mom comes and does something. You know, so it's real. Right, right. You know, it's real. It's like there are there are children, and then our customers are like the cousins and the nephews and nieces. <laughs> and so it's, it, it's really like a family, and we like that. So this family of yours, if you will, very involved in the community, quite, quite sincere, quite serious about... Uh, Investing in the community. I mean, it, it 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 means a lot to you to be part of this uh, part of this com- community. Speak to that a little bit. Well, I think again, after I was in home building, I was in live events, and my live events were national and even international. And so, mm-hmm. my focus on local community has uh, not. I haven't always understood that the same way. And so I've really loved getting plugged into our local community during this last year. We have an amazing community here in Woodstock, amazing people that just want to do things for each other uh, and be helpful. And I think one of the ways that we want to sow into that community is to help people uh, with their vehicles, uh, not only to repair them, but what we're wanting to do is a free car care clinic. And we're wanting to have these twice a year, uh, a set of them in the spring and a set of them in the fall. Huh. And I uh, want to do one on a Saturday morning and then one on a Tuesday evening so that we can kind of capture uh, more people that way. Yeah. And uh, some of the things mm. that we're going to talk about in that, uh, those would be things like you know, how to, how to check your oil, how to check your tire pressure, why your tire pressure being correct is important, why it's important to change your oil, what are some things that you need to have in your car. Uh, we're also going to show people how to change their tire. And uh, we just do some conversations with them like, you know, what can you, what questions should you ask about your car when you take it in to get it repaired to make sure that you understand, like we want you to understand what your, I know, car places get a bad rap, but in most, I think a lot of cases, I know at least in ours, you know, we're wanting to do what's best for you. We're not wanting to take advantage. Um, but a lot of times people don't understand. And so we are doing this free car care clinic. And the one that we have coming up is going to be on June 15th and it's going to be at our Woodstock location which is 6739 Bells Ferry Road in Woodstock. And it's going to be from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And I do have a link uh, for you to sign up, and it's uh, it's carecareclinicwoodstock.eventbrite.com. That's carecareclinicwoodstock, altogether, dot eventbrite, B-R-I-T-E, dot com. And, and incidentally, just so you know, uh, we'll make sure that we publish that link. Well, okay. we'll this, this show, we're broadcasting live, obviously, as you and I are talking, right. uh, but we're recording this. We'll get it published in pretty short order, and we'll, we'll include that link there so that people can click on it. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And also, if you go to our website, we have some, uh, you know, when you first go in, we have like splash screens. And so there's mm-hmm. also, if you click on the one that has the car care clinic, you can register there as well. So, so an informed customer really is that that's that's everybody wins when you have and when i say informed look i'm never going to learn much about fixing a car but if i know you know when to think about the oil the tire pressure why it's important and and you mentioned a moment ago there's some things you should have you should always have in your car 
never even crossed my mind. And I mean, sometimes I'm in the woods with my truck. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really important. I probably ought to put more thought into that kind of thing. Well, one of them is a blanket. If your car breaks right. down and you can't start it and you're right. out somewhere in the middle of one of them is flashlight, you're out somewhere at night and it's cold, Right. you know, until somebody can get to you, you need to be able to stay warm. What if it was warm during the day and cold at night and you didn't have a jacket in your car? Just just things like that. Well, I'll tell you right now, and again, we don't drive big fancy cars. Holly drives a 2007 Lexus, but it's, it's our nice car, right? That's our nice car. And it is nice. I'll tell you right now, we don't have a flashlight or a blanket in it. And so, but we will by two o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> but no, that's, I mean, yeah. these are things, you know, like if you wanted to figure, if you wanted to learn some things about doing a radio show, maybe I'd have a few tips. Okay. Yeah. But I, I mean, this is really meaningful to me, right? That, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go home right now because we have three or four flashlights. I know right where they are. Well, I'm going to grab one of them, put fresh batteries in it, find a blanket and throw it in the back of it. That's really, I mean, just stuff yeah. like that's meaningful. It's important. Yeah, I think I think about all the people. I know it was several years ago, but they had the ice storm and people got stuck all night on the road. Mm, you know, and mm. and at some point you might run out of gas if you don't stop your car. So right. anyway, I just think you know. So we're going mm. through those, but ultimately, one of the things I really think that people don't understand uh, about automotive, the automotive in- industry, is for example, if your car, if your engine blew, and right. you took your car in to get it repaired. They can't tell you what caused your engine to blow until they get your car running. I mean, it might be something that's obvious, but what happens is people go in and they get this big bill or this big quote for an engine. And then after the engine's fixed, then they get another bill or quote for, you know, a radiator or a thermostat or a fan or whatever. It could be a multitude of things. But that's the root cause of the thing. Ah. Right. See, people don't necessarily (laughs) understand it. If you think about your health, like your stress is what caused all these other things. But if you, you know, if you, you have to go back to whatever that root is. And, and sometimes, um, that would mean that you have to correct the first problem before you can even tell what the next problem is. I think communication is important. And sometimes people don't know what they don't know. And people who, work in the industry are like making assumptions that, oh, well, they'll know that, but. Well, that's what makes me think it would be so valuable and so important to have a relationship with your, with your mechanics so that you're starting in a place of trust where, you know, this person is not going to gouge me. I mean, they should get properly compensated for their work, but you're starting at a place of of trust and to communicate so that you don't have your, your, your sales guard up so high that you're not letting them properly serve you. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because you do have some people who come in for an oil change and they're like, Mm -hmm. well, I really want to get a report card on my car. And then you have some people that come in for an oil change and they're like, if you tell me anything else I have to do, I'm going to feel like you're ripping me off. So it's hard to know how to communicate with people in ways that are going to be effective for them. Right. So I'd like you to look at my brakes, and then I would like you to tell me that I don't need to do anything. That's what that's what I want. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, I, I actually I've heard them squeak lately, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I don't drive it that much, but before I get going, you know, I got to get I got to get down there and, and and have them looked at. Now, is there any wisdom at all? Um, I'm not this guy because I'm not going to invest the time and energy. But I wonder, is there any wisdom at all? Like me going, to, let's say I do need brakes, and me going and getting the parts and then bringing them to you, is that a way to 
save money and time and energy? Is that a, is that a good thing or does that make zero sense or? I I was in the shop yesterday and a man came in and he said, hey, my brakes are squeaking. My friend did them for me. Can you figure out why they're squeaking? Oh my. (laughs) So now he had his friend do them, but now he's going to have to, you know, have them looked at. Uh, There's a couple things that we also had somebody who wanted to put in their own alternator. Uh, They Uh, brought it and it didn't work. So then they had to pay us to put it in. Then they had to pay us to take it out. Oh my. And then they went and switched it out and they had to pay us to put it in again. So Jiminy ultimately, Christmas. ultimate, and it doesn't have a warranty from us right? because they brought the part. Right. So they ended up spending more and didn't have a warranty. So, I mean, you wouldn't go to Kroger and buy a steak and then take it to Longhorn and ask them to cook it for you, <laughs> would you? That's a great point. <laughs> right. I mean, no, you wouldn't. And you don't expect to spend what you would spend at Kroger for a steak at Longhorn. Right, right. So, and ultimately Kroger's Mm. making money on the steak, even if you buy it there. So it's the same concept. Like you could go buy your parts and the parts place is making money or, and then you could bring them to us, but you're not going to have a warranty. And if something's wrong, you got to pay to take it out and then put another one in, or you could pay a little more because we're warranting because we're paying for that warranty or we're covering that warranty for you in case there's something wrong with the part. Well, I'm glad I asked. Um, I wasn't going to do it, but now I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> but no, I mean, what you're saying makes, it makes perfect sense. Uh, before we wrap, I would like to kind of talk to the other entrepreneurs out there, maybe even particularly the, the budding entrepreneurs. Maybe they are working a regular full-time job, but they've got this side hustle or, you know, their spouse or partner, somebody's trying to get something, something going. Uh, two things I'd like to chat about just to, for a moment or two before we wrap one is um, your experience in trying to get that done in this community. I'll tell you my experience real quick, and, and, and I have every reason to believe this is not unique. I've been in town. I've lived here for a little over 30 days. I started poking around maybe four months ago. I, this community has just embraced me like a long-lost son. Everybody at like Woodstock Business Club or in Woodstock, I mean, they, they, I just, they want to help. They're trying to help me find sponsors. They help me find great guests. I mean, they really, I just, I can't, I, I'm just blown away at, the, at the, the way that the Woodstock community has chosen to welcome me into the circle. Is that consistent with your experience? It, it absolutely is. Um, I, I think, if I'm being honest, I've taken it for granted because I've been here so long. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I've also, again, my job hasn't had me focus in locally until, right. you know, until the last year when I was helping my husband. And so as that's happened, I've really come to see all of the, uh, all of the camaraderie and the Samaritanism and all of the amazing things about our community. We do have a great community of people and I'm just honored uh, and humbled to be part of it. I mean, I too, and I, I really don't want to take it for granted. Living right here on the edge of town, the Woodstock Business Club, we meet on Thursdays at Reformation Brewery. I mean, we're talking about a five-minute walk from my back door. So I, I feel just so fortunate. I, I can't wait to get up on Thursday mornings and walk down there and right. hang out and listen to the, listen to the folks. So the other part of that question or, or, or conversation that I'd like to at least um, get going, I, we'll probably continue the conversation as we get to know each other better. Uh, I don't want to take it for granted. So um, some tips, some ideas, some counsel to people to fully leverage that opportunity, take advantage and, uh, you know, 
what are some, some tips to make sure that you take full advantage of the fact that we have that kind of business community here? Have you found yourself like just, you know, really trying to help the other person? And that, that, the only tip I could come off of, up with while I'm talking out loud and just, you know, if you, if you get a, you've heard like, see something, say something. I'm like, well, if you can help somebody, go, just hurry up and go do it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll swing back around to you somehow, right? Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, ultimately I need, I'm wanting to get better at, at making sure that my thoughts are of others instead of, of myself. That's, that's something that I'm working on yeah. uh, and want to continue to work on. But I think uh, the more that you do for others, it'll, it'll come back. I mean, it'll come back. It's not it in does, vain. It's not, it's not a waste. Like we, we as a community, if we reach out and we try to raise others up, then sooner or later we're going to be raised up as well. And there's, the, there's, no, there's no reason to do it for that purpose it will just happen. And it's rarely, if ever, a straight line, right? It, just, it swings back around in, in, in the side window. I will call one person out um, just because it's very fresh in my mind, and it was, and it, uh, it, it's so emblazoned for me, my first experience at Woodstock Business There's a guy there uh, by the name of Rudy Garza, and I, I think maybe his wife is part of that organization. I think she's in the travel business. I believe he's in the insurance business of, of some kind. Let me tell you why I don't know that much about Rudy's business. Rudy never talks about Rudy. He's always trying to help you meet somebody else. Oh, you got to meet Stone. Stone, you got to meet Jill. Hey, you really ought to talk to Bob. I think Rudy, at least in my experience, is not about Rudy. (laughs) And and I want to be more like that. Right. And that's Elias. Yes, he's somebody that I look up to. He's he's awesome. He is actually on now doing some quotes for me because I trust him. Well, you know, there you, you go. You start See that? doing life with people and they trust you. And he also asked to be part of this car care clinic ah. uh, as well. So cool. he's been, he's been kind of sponsoring us on that as well. Oh, fun stuff. That is fantastic. All right. Uh, so before we go, let's make sure that our listeners have all the appropriate points of contact, whatever you think is, is appropriate, whether it's LinkedIn or email, phone number, that. And then let's swing back around and, and let's leave them with uh, some, some specific details again about this upcoming, uh, upcoming clinic. Okay. Our website is alpha-omega-auto.com. We have two locations. One is at 4035 Canton Road in Marietta. And one is at 6739 Bells Ferry Road in Woodstock. Our Marietta location's phone number is 770-928-0006. And our Woodstock's phone number is 678-483-5995. We have some amazing uh, people in place that would love to take care of you. Fantastic. All right, and let's talk about this upcoming event one last time. Yeah, it's June 15th, which is next Tuesday night. And it's from 630 to 830 at our Woodstock location. And uh, it's totally free. And we're just going to show you how to do some things on your car, check your oil, and uh, why some of these things are important. Check your tire pressure uh, and that sort of thing. Marvelous. Well, Lori, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much for coming by and hanging out with us and, uh, and, and sharing some of these ideas with us. I have thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I hope you'll come back sometime and get us caught up on what you're doing, maybe uh, you know, recap one of these clinics as you, as you do them. And maybe it would be fun for you to come in the studio with a delighted client and 
Um, and maybe, maybe they have a business. We'll talk about their business, but we'll also talk about the relationship. Like, well, like even how you were talking about uh, you and, and, and Rudy and Rudy wanting to support this clinic. You up for that sometime? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Stone. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Lori Kennedy with Alpha and Omega Automotive and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio.